that's like the sound of the pain that's going through me right now. Are you okay? I don't know. I think I'm going to, instead of teeth, I'm going to ask Barbara Shark for some new organs. <laughs> What's... It looks like you're holding your liver. Is that possible? Can you hold your liver? I don't know. It's this side right here. I don't know which side the liver's on. I don't know any of that either. You know what I do know, though, that for every organ, there's an organ that, like, ah, there's an organ that symmetrically (laughs) that symmetrically bounces it out. Like, for the liver, I guess the other side, like, the fucking pancreas or something. No, that's not true. Because I've seen that invisible guy, and it, it looks like a mishmash in there. There's just all shit, just all like, uh, like yeah. Of course, it it fits your meat tube that is your body, but it, yeah. it's not it's not symmetrical. Not symmetrical that if you fold it in half, they're the same exact right. size and image or whatever. Just that for every organ, there's an organ that balances that. Holy shit! Oh, so you're saying that there's not like a hole? Yeah, of course, there's not like a hole there. No, no hole, but yeah, like for every organ, there's an organ on the other side. Okay, you know, I mean, obviously, lungs can fold. Isn't that weird? No, even the lungs can't. They're they're different. One's higher than the other one. Really? Yeah, like, one's like a little balls? bit lower. Yeah, yeah. Lung balls. Yeah, they're like lung balls. Oof. Um, it, I I don't like thinking about that. Me neither. I don't like thinking of the fact that there's all these like tiny working things going on in and my body. No it's control fucking over. weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But it would suck if we had to have control over it because we'd have to wake up and think like, all right, let's go, pancreas. You know, <laughs> just let it do. Um, well, when I was younger and and I, well, first off, welcome to the Awkward High Five podcast before we start talking about this weird <laughs> shit uh, out of nowhere. But when I was younger and I was really suffering from panic, uh, I, I suffered from anxiety and panic for a few, a few years. It was like really, really, really bad. And one of the things that used to freak me out all the time is I would think about my heart beating. And and think about how is it possible that, that this one thing that keeps me alive is just beating by itself. I know. And then I would have moments where I would I would be thinking about it. So I'd be so lost in in the uh, in the maze, if you will, of my own thoughts about how how is this thing just beating and how come it just doesn't stop. That uh, that I would I would almost freak myself out to the point where I think that my heart stopped, yeah, make and then stop. I would realize that I wasn't breathing for a little bit, and then I'd be like, <gasps> you know, and I, and I would it was it was nuts. So I was just so far in between in, in my own head when it came to that. I don't know. So yeah, that's how I just try not to think about anything, and and then if I have like a pain or a problem, I'm always like, oh, it'll work itself out. <laughs> Do you, you think you're having appendicitis? <laughs> no. I think that's lower on the other side. Do you think you have the super AIDS? <laughs> Good possibility. No, I've been tested for AIDS at least four or five times. But were you tested for the super AIDS? <laughs> no. The quick, that, that fucking Pedro type shit. You stick your finger in the peanut butter and then you're out. <laughs> Wait, he didn't stick. Puck stuck his finger in <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. motherfucker. If somebody should have got AIDS and died, it should have been Puck. Yeah, he even had the legions. Yeah, he already looked <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, I, I I wanted to tell you this off air, but I'm going to just tell it to you on air with uh, with um, out using any names. But uh, I I went to the the local liquor store before to buy myself a couple brews because I just finished my first week of my new job, and I decided that uh, Dev Dog's going to celebrate a little bit, which is uh, it's a pretty pathetic way of celebrating is crushing a couple cores OGs while I talk to you on a microphone. I don't like that bottle. Yeah, the bottles are weird, but they didn't have cans. I prefer cans. But anyway, so I'm in the liquor store, and there's uh, this this older, middle-aged, I would even say 
towards the end of middle aged gentleman who obviously works a blue collar job and he's one of these guys who's like super super skinny and uh he might be prone to tucking a a white hanes undershirt into a pair of jeans and and um and wearing it wearing an old dusty cap and and maybe have like a a sunken in jaw a little bit like one of those guys Uh you know and and he was cell phone clip on the outside cell phone clip on the outside he might wear a carabiner with his keys that kind of guy yeah and uh he was coming in and and i was i was looking at the beer selection and he was he was selecting his beer, and uh, and then another gentleman of the same ilk, I would say, uh, you know, uh, at first glance was somebody who is probably in their their late middle age, same kind of deal, a little decrepit, could tell as a blue collar worker, uh, sunken in face, um, maybe missing some teeth, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy walks up to the first guy and he's like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Uh, oh, you're getting lights. I, I didn't know you're a pussy or something like that. And I, 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 I was looking at what I thought were two people in their late fifties having a conversation after a hard day's work. But the voice of the second man sounded so familiar to me that I looked a little bit harder, and it was somebody we went to high school with. It's a year <laughs> older than us, a oh, year man. older than us, and this motherfucker is if you look up the word haggard in the dictionary there is a there will be a picture of this motherfucker yeah. like i you wouldn't even you wouldn't even you know those pictures they put on the the internet where it's like um like uh meth and then it shows it like a picture normal <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. after they do meth that's what it looked like he's the even worse yeah he's the after meth fucking thing i was stunned stunned you'd be worried about his organs then uh yeah probably, probably not doing too well no, not doing too well yeah, there was definitely some sort of I don't know jaundice or you know it's it's fucking Central Jersey, so I'm sure it's some sort of opiate addiction that brought him down the tubes. But I'm dying to know who it was. I was surprised. If you think hard enough, you would know who it is. Uh, but a year older than us could be anybody. Uh, yeah. Well, that was pretty much a class of degenerates. Mm. Actually, our class was pretty much a class of degenerates. I think everybody in this area is Yeah, I think Rowden was pretty much full of degenerates. Yes, uh, I would say so. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what's weird. I did, you know, I did the year at SJV before I came to Rowden, and through my own conclusions, I found out that I think Rowden was a better school than St. John's. Okay, this is so local right now that nobody understands what you're saying. Yeah, true. You're talking about a high school that we went to, number one, 20 years ago, Yeah, uh, which was a public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before that, for a brief year before that, you went to a higher talented uh, private prep school prep yeah catholic school <laughs> yeah and so what you're saying is on paper the catholic school should have obviously been a better school but the problem is is that all high schools are fucking nuts it doesn't matter yeah even like the most expensive fucking you know shit that these prep schools and everything it's still just high school students it's still just gonna be people getting high and fucking and uh fucking off and cutting class and well, doing I weird was, shit i was talking more about you know the teachers and uh i mean maybe because I was a freshman and I really didn't even know how to learn yet, but I feel like <laughs> what I, does that mean? I don't know, but I feel like I did more learning. How, do, you, do you? Would you say that you know how to learn right now? Have you ever learned to learn, RTG? Uh, maybe around like sophomore year in college, I got my you know learning boots on, but then they quickly came off. <laughs> but I got a little bit of learns on. Uh-huh. I learned more from just like fucking watching Jeopardy than I do from any classroom. Jeopardy. Well, you know, just like 
average, you know, run-in-the-mill things of life than well, school. There's definitely, I don't know if watching game shows would be better than school, but it's living your life will definitely give you more experience and education than going to any sort, any college. It doesn't matter. College is all about connections. We didn't use college, right? Nah. College, there's very few uh, things that you actually learn in school and in college that you can apply to your to your actual life. As a matter of fact, in our we went to Stockton University. We've brought that up a billion times on the show, and I don't even remember ninety uh, percent of the classes that I had. I know it's weird. Uh, I tried to think about it sometimes. There was only there's only one class that I that I remember and think that was effective in my life that I took. I know what class that is. It was a class called Courses, Majors, and Careers. Yep. And the reason why it was effective, it was because the class was actually about how to make the most out of your college experience, and uh, and was talk and it was the only class that I ever took that was talking about real life shit, like when you get out of here, this you know, so on and so forth, and and uh, it, it, but otherwise, all all of my creative writing classes, all my communications classes, video classes, all that shit, like whatever the fuck I took, uh, Scream One, Scream Two. <laughs> remember that dude yeah there is a uh there is a asian gentleman professor at this school you had an asian professor at stockton yeah i never had one yeah that was that was the guy and he was um he it, i think it was so was a sociology that i was taking it, it was no it was a communications class i don't know what kind of class it was oh i know i know who you're talking but, about but but uh but he kept he would always say Maybe journalism Maybe it was journalism, but he he had a very strong Asian Asian accent, and then and there was one lecture that he was giving where he kept bringing up college movies, and he would say, "You watch college movie, scream one, scream two, <laughs> over and over again." And I I was like, I wanted to raise my hand and be like, "That's I mean, I guess they're in college. No, they're in high school now. Are year. they even in high school? Yeah. Maybe yeah, whatever it was. But he kept he kept being like, "There's so many college movies. You could have said Animal House. You could have said fucking you know, Van, said Wilder. Fucking, yeah, Van Wilder. Whatever you want. And you just be like, you watch regular college movie, Scream One, Scream Two, <laughs> and and then why bring up the sequel, Scream One, Scream Two? I, I didn't think get it. That's probably the only movies that they had in China or whatever. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> they have the same flicks that we get. Yeah, we were talking about the early aughts, my friend. I think fucking the late. internet was popping. Uh, the world, the world was on fire. Was it popping? Well, it was. It was popping like a DSL line popping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't flowing as the pipeline wasn't flowing as freely as it is now. But uh, I still but Napster was around. You could you could download some porn. Streaming video was working. It just it just didn't look too good. It was a little pixelated, but it was there. Yeah, it took a while too. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, now it's definitely better. Anyway, what was I getting at with this whole thing? Uh, that the school we went to wasn't really. Oh well, yeah, the 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 college, college, and this is one of the things that I learned in the courses major in careers class is that, and I'm sure it even goes even you know twelve years later, uh, it even it, it means more. It's even more accurate today. Is that if you go to a college for a, a curriculum. It doesn't matter what fucking college you go to unless you go to an Ivy League college. Yeah. If you go to Brown, Cornell, Harvard, you know, those those that is the only distinction. So if there's if an employer is going to look at your resume and it said that you uh what the fuck went to a liberal arts school. 
yeah, right. Well, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it, uh, whatever school it is, unless it's one of the actual Ivy League schools, it's not going to give you any more of an advantage than any other school. So yeah. you could go to fucking DeVry. You could go to Stockton. You could go to Rutgers. You could go to, you know, uh, Monmouth. It, I'm just naming New Jersey schools. But, but you know, like it, people think in their head, well, Monmouth is better than Kane or what, you know, whatever it may be. But that's not true. If it's a state school or university, none of that shit matters. The only thing that that would get you ahead is if you had one of the prestigious Ivy League schools. And even that, the only reason that that's more important is not because of the education that you get there, but because of the connections that you could actually make there. That's the whole thing. And uh, and, and I didn't never knew this um, when we were younger because we we despised it so much and, and laughed at it but fraternities are actually not so much about i mean they are about oh you know we have this group of guys and we're gonna throw parties and we're gonna fuck chicks and we're gonna make each other endless bjs eat fucking marshmallows <laughs> out of each other's assholes or whatever weird fucking shit they do endless bjs yeah um you know, so neighbors. Oh yeah, endless. <laughs> he looks like J.J. Abrams. But the 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 main function of uh, fraternities in these Ivy League schools, from from what I gather, is the fact that you go through all this bullshit, uh, all these homosexual hazing things that they make happen and everything, so that you just get into this club that carries you through the rest of your life. You have your stupid little. It's like being part of the fucking skulls or the 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 Freemasons. You know, you have especially these Harvards and everything. You have you have this fucking connection, and you go you find out that uh, the head of fucking Google or fucking you know one of these giant companies was a fucking lambda 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 omega moo or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you were, and then you walk in for your interview, and then you give them the whittly whittly fucking handshake and. Uh, and he eats a marshmallow out of your asshole, and then you're fucking hired. Yeah, and that's true. that's literally what you pay for. That's true. Or like if you very few, I'm sure. But when you if you enter college and you know exactly what you want to do for your career, which I'm sure is rare, but if you step one foot into college and say, "Oh, I want to be a fucking attorney," you know, yeah. and you stay on that track all the way through college, that could help. But who the fuck knows what they're gonna do? Well, that's yeah. That's another yeah. thing is is you expect seventeen, eighteen year old children to make decisions for the rest of their life, and 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 you know there are some people out there that that say this is what I want to do, and they go for it and they do it, and that's great. But ninety percent of the fucking people, when you you're a fucking idiot when you're eighteen years old, you don't know what the fuck you want to do, and you're and, and you're tasked with these giant decisions. You know, you literally sit down with somebody and they say, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And then you say, mm, uh, I, well, I kind of like this. And then you throw thousands upon thousands of dollars and all this time and effort into this thing before you even know if you really like it or you want to go do it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up switching class. Now, there's certain things like uh, law. You brought up law. That is that. Well, I would say that is one. Yeah, um, medicine. Medicine. Doctors. That, that's another one. There's politics. there's certain there's certain things that you, you certainly have to go get an education for. But most of the things of the subjects of the of the uh, tracks of the majors that they offer uh, in college that you go and get degrees for, you would be much better off 
just getting some sort of entry level job in that career and just learning while doing for right. four years, you'd be in a much better situation. Yeah, I think Stockton's like specialty major was like botany or environmental science because it was in the woods. So I think <laughs> the pine barren. Seriously, I think like the, your fucking senior thesis was you walk around and pick out which leaves or what, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a fucking ficus, you know? Mm. And that was it. That was your that was your senior thesis. Right. Fucking scumbags. Well, hey, whatever. But it—that's the thing. It's—it's all useless. Our degrees are useless. I know. You know, like uh, um, I'm—I'm working in a job now that I guess could be deemed a communications job. I'm a bachelor holder of communications. Yeah, it could be. And and it's—it's a communications job. And when I talked to the to the to the uh, the vice president guy that I talked to, he even said he's like, "You got the right degree. It's communications." Well, but there's I didn't. That didn't get me this job, right? You know, it, it's just it, it, it. You're not going to apply anything you learned in those classes to your job. And the though. kids that are the kids that are going now, it's even worse. It, it, and, and I think that we're going to see a paradigm shift in the the college experience because it, it's it's just getting more and more expensive, and the uh, and the degrees are getting more, more and more useless. Yeah. That that it, there has to be a split at some point. It, it just can't keep going that way. You know, when we were younger, it was like you get a bachelor bachelor degree and then you're good. And then around the time that we were getting bachelor degrees, it was like, no, no, no. You, a bachelor degree is just like a second high school diploma. You right. have to get a graduate degree. Mm-hmm. And now what What could there possibly be after that? You know, you, PhD. What are you supposed to go to school until you're fucking 30 and then start a life? Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, just get fucking out there. I, I think the more people uh, realize that that hands on jobs uh, your electricians, your plumbers, uh, you know, manufacturers, people that build shit and do all that stuff are, are, I would believe, more rewarding than any st- sort of marketing or sales job. But some might argue that, but also could be just as lucrative and, and, and all that. The more that we see that, uh, I think we'll, more people will be. Because w- we've talked about this before. When we were younger, uh, and this is one thing that I always think about that kills me is that when we were younger, for whatever reason, it was just instilled in us that those jobs were were lesser than jobs. Like right. you don't want to be an electrician or a plumber or uh, or a, a construction worker or anything like that because that's what like unintelligent people do work with their hands. And I don't know why how that ever came up. Well, also I was thinking about that, and well, also I think part of that um, would be that. We were taught that so we wouldn't spend our lives wearing our asses out. That maybe we could go to the office and kind of sleep in front of the computer and get paid for it rather than going out and taking years off of our life roofing in the sun. But let me tell you something. Okay, well, roofers might be an extreme example because I that is there's very few jobs in this world that I that I wouldn't want to try at least once. And roofing is one. I would never. I would just want to be able to do it. It's it's it's, yeah, but. Plus, I'd probably fall. But here's the deal: I understand that uh, that you know people who work physical jobs may may get you know it, it, like it, there's possibilities to get hurt and injured in the job, and and you might have aches and pains and stuff like that. But the people, the the mass amount of people that shuffle into just cubicles and sit sit in front of computers and, and that's the, and do that for eight to ten hours a day, uh, that that they are 
taking more time off of their lifespan than the people that are out there being physical. If you're work, you know, if you're working all the time with your hands and 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 out and getting exercise and sweating and all that stuff, that's good for you. Yeah, uh, sitting in front of a computer and just gaining weight, you know, like look at how many fucking fat people there are. I it's know. Ins- it, and that's what it is. It's it, you work these jobs and even st- have you ever? I mean, I I know that you're a luddite and you're not a you're not much of a computer person, but have you ever? Uh, like sat in front of a computer for an uh, uh, extended amount of time. I sat in front of a Genesis for a good, a good <laughs> oh, yeah. Where video games are the same thing. I think I drank like two two liters of Dr Pepper and a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> I was always a Doritos man myself. <laughs> I, when I when I was younger and played video games, I would house a whole bag of Doritos and I'd feel guilty as shit afterwards. <laughs> then that controller would be slippery as shit. Oh, it would be slimy and there'd be fucking uh, orange dust all <laughs> yeah, over it. You go to hit A and hit B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, but there's a feeling that I get if I stare at a screen for too long, and it's 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 not a good feeling. It's it's a weird kind of like uh, like a dulling. Feeling? I get I get very anxious feeling like afterwards. Uh, I, I feel uh, my head is like kind of like uh, like foggy, and I, I can't really explain it, but. That has to be. It's not natural for us to stare at a video, a, a computer screen for that long. Imagine you're doing that eight to ten hours a fucking day. I, I would, I would venture to say that any office job where you're just staring at a computer, sitting down, not getting any exercise, probably eating badly. There's probably, a, if it's any sort of like sales job or something like that, the, the mounds of stress. Uh, yeah, that are there, you true. know. Instead of getting out there and fucking pounding some nails and digging some holes and 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 uh, and getting some exercise and sweating and, and that, I, you know, I I, know. I I totally get your point. But there's been times where you know I've been in the construction world for about 14 years now, and there's been times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing this for? I have a college degree. Like while I'm in the middle of doing something, you know, I'll get that feeling like, what the fuck am I doing this for? You know, where it just pisses me off that I'm like straining myself and. Where I just could be just dazing off in front of a computer playing solitaire. But but that's <laughs> another thing is that the fucking uh, I've done I've done both, and the when you're dozing off in front of the computer playing solitaire, y- the day goes so fucking slow. That like is true. T- it just go it it just go it, like it, it just I can't explain to you the snail's pace. That it takes to to get through that, and ima- again, imagine doing that. This is something that you're devoting at least forty, and now nowadays much more than that, but at least forty hours a, a week of yeah. your life to. Uh, I would much if I had to do something for forty, and and if the pay was the same or at least around the same, if I had to choose something, I'd I'd much rather be out there at least getting some exercise and doing some shit. And again, and and I bring this up all the time. And if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard me say it a billion times. But at least at the end of the day, have something that, that you've built and you can be proud of. Yeah, That's the main thing. Because I did sales for so fucking long um, that it, I, it's, I, I'm here to tell you that it's an empty fucking feeling. Sales guys, sales guys will always uh, try to justify it. Like, you know, I'm sure you have a, a friend that's a real estate agent or something like that. And they're always like, it's so satisfying to put a family into a home. And, or, or it's so satisfying to, uh, get it, to get the right person into the right car and all that shit. And there might be some truth to that. I'm, I'm not trying to diss on these professions. Because there's a lot of people out there that do it and they do it good and they make money and more power to them, especially yeah. if they like it. But and I, I had some of that, you know. I sold I sold musical instruments and uh, 
and 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 high end musical instruments and stuff like that. And sometimes, if you know, I sold a guy a fucking a fifteen thousand dollar fucking nineteen sixty four Stratocaster or something like that, and he was all stoked about it. It was a good feeling, and it was cool for that amount. But at the end of the day, you go home and you're just like, "What the fuck did I do?" The only the only good feeling that you get from sales is when you get a fat commission check and you're excited about the amount of commission that you're getting. But ultimately, that fades because money will never make you happy, you know. But if but if you do something, if you break your ass to create something, and it's and it's you know like who, you know who I'm jealous of. And I'm sorry that I'm rambling. I'm just fucking exhausted and half drunk and yeah, and, yeah. and and uh, but like you know you know who I'm jealous of? I'm jealous of the people that built the fucking bridges and the tunnels and like shit like union that. Union workers. Yeah, like yeah. but like those cats I would love that that built our country. That's fucking cool. If you could if you could fucking drive through the Holland Tunnel or drive over the fucking Brooklyn Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. And 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 be able to say I fucking helped build this fucking mother, you know, like that. That's some cool ass shit. Yeah. But yet we look down at those jobs, you know. We look down down at those people like, oh, these poor suckers. They're fucking working their ass off building this bridge. Nah, they're building a fucking bridge that's going to be there for uh, hundreds of years after they're gone. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what did you do? You sold a fucking Ford Focus to fucking a nineteen <laughs> year old. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I not to, I'm not even busting on a car. I don't know why I keep bringing up car sales because that's not a bad profession either. And, and I'm not bringing down any sort of that kind of thing. But I don't know. But you're talking about the satisfaction. Yeah, right. And I, I'm I know what you mean because I did sales for about a year and I was miserable because I felt like I was juking people. I couldn't. Do, I had a guilty conscience. I felt like I was, you know, because the company had, you know, their little. Uh, their script on how to sell to people, and I would use it on people that really didn't even have any fucking money, and it was almost like a boiler room type thing. Like, I was right. taking someone's last couple of pennies and then hanging up the phone and giving them the finger. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like that shit. Like, I, I was, like, juking people, and it, it was not satisfying at all, no matter how much money I made. It was fucking stupid. And then, of course, I just went back to construction. Right. Well, let me. the thing with sales is... It's weird that we put up with sales because we know we know anybody knows that when you're getting sold and getting sold is looked upon as a bad thing. You know, like people don't want to get sold. They don't want to get pressured into something. They don't want to get they don't want to get pitched something like but but yet we'll still go and get ourselves into these sales situations whether it be at a car dealership or a furniture store or online or whatever it may be. You're, are you okay? Is your yeah, spleen about I'm to fine. explode? It could. Just be ready. But uh, but but it, it's weird that it, now I, – I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I guess what I'm saying is that, is that we, it, we all know – like back in the day – there might sales guys might have been able to pull the wool over people's eyes but nowadays people like salesman is synonymous with like shyster or a liar yeah, or something yeah. like you know you see what i'm saying like people yeah, totally. if if you're a salesperson people automatically think that you're like a fucking slick uh, you know that kind of person yeah. and, and, but yet we will still allow ourselves to get sold things from these people even though we have the inf- that information, and and again, I did sales for a very long time, and I consider myself 
uh, a very honest person, person, and um, and I could honestly say that in my sales career, I tried to be as honest as as humanly possible, even if it, even if it fucking affected my commission check. You know, if if I could have sold somebody something much more expensive, but it didn't make any sense for them, I wouldn't do that. I would sell them what would you know what made sense for them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but even 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 being that, I could tell you from experience that. Any salesperson is always lying to you. It, 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 you just—it's inherent in the job. It's—it's it's just salesperson equals liar. Yeah, it, it, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, so you think that product is best for them. Right, and you try to be—you try to be as as honest as possible, like I did. But there's still always going to be situations where you kind of just have to fudge something or you make the deal seem like it's better than it actually is or, you know, yeah. all those fucking kind of things. And that goes on all the time and everybody has an information, but then we still deal with it. Mm. I, I just don't get it. Well, I would think in, in your old situation, it's almost uh, more of a milder form because people were coming to your, it was a specialty shop. It, it was a guitar store, an instrument store. People were coming there with the intentions. The on- pawn shop. On buying a musical instrument, it's not like they were coming there to get a guitar, and you were like, you know what? It would be a lot better if you just fucking were an artist and you sold them a fucking easel. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. They no. were they were coming there for a guitar, and you picked out the guitar that was for them, even though yeah, you were making commission and you wanted to make the most commission possible, but. They wanted the fucking thing in the first place. Yeah, right. You know, you weren't, you know, they weren't coming for a guitar and you were like, you would look a lot better behind this double bass drum fucking Lars Ulrich Tama kit. Well, let me, let me bring up a really good example for this, this place that, uh, that I used to work. I I don't want to say the name of the place, but let's just say that if there was like a giant center that sold guitars, Mm -hmm. you know, like just kind of imagine that, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, um, it, one of the things that they used to do, and and ultimately this this well, eh, all right, whatever. I don't want to go too far into it, but one of the things that don't give away the script. Well, no, but but one of the things that they used to sell was an extended warranty uh, coverage. Okay, now this is something that anybody that's shopped in any retail store in the last ten years is familiar with. Everybody fucking has them. If you go to GameStop and buy a $50 video game, they fucking try to sell you $2 uh, protection if you scratch the disc. Yeah. Like it, it, They've come up with it on, on and, and any sort of product that you could buy, they've come up with some sort of uh, insurance for it. And the reason why is because it's all fucking bullshit that it's free money for these companies. And, 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 and my company that I used to work for, I could freely say that it's it was ridiculous. There was no reason to get it. Uh, it, it didn't fucking do anything. Uh, uh, even even if it, it, you you uh, got some benefit from it, you know, down the road, it still never really equaled out price wise. Uh, the way that they used to ask us to sell it was like shady, like uh, you know, like they, and and then you really need, this. and then that that became the main focus. That was like it. It was. It was. How many of these are you selling? All you know. How much can a warranty possibly be? Are they expensive? Or? Well, it depends on the on the piece. Oh, okay. You know, but uh, but but they it, because they wanted you to push that so badly, not because they wanted to take care of the customer, right. because. Fucking just like any insurance, insurance is the biggest scam in the world. Any insurance, every single insurance that you could think of, 
fucking uh, homeowner's insurance, car insurance, fucking flood insurance. Fuck, no, I don't it, know about life insurance. Well, life insurance, yeah, life insurance is the only one that makes a, a kind of sense. Yeah, but it's all the it's all the biggest scam in the world because it, I mean we know how it fucking works. You, you, it, like, so many people buy into it. Only a small percentage of people have to use it. All that other money offsets that plus all the fucking money they get. It's it's a Ponzi fucking scheme. And and uh, and and then these now these these retailers have figured that out where they and they throw it down your fucking throat and it's uncomfortable. And it always made me uncomfortable. And I never fucking sold the yeah, thing because you know how you feel about a warranty, right? And, I wouldn't ever buy them. And usually with warranties, it's like they sell a warranty for something that I right, say you get a two year warranty. Either number one, shit'll never get fucked up in two years, so you're just wasting your money on that anyway. Or if something does happen to it, they'll find a way that, yes. oh, you fucked it up. Thank and you. so it's not covered by the warranty because right. you did that. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Here, here's the main thing. And, I, and, and let, I'll even get away from, uh, from my old job and that shit. But, uh, but I'm just letting you know that if you go to a guitar store, and I'll, I'll make it as specific as possible. I won't, any guitar store. If you go to a guitar store and you buy a guitar and they try to make you buy a fucking extended warranty on it, do not buy it. You're being ripped off. End of the fucking sentence, period, fucking whatever. Um, here's the problem with insurance. I could almost get with insurance if it worked the way that it was supposed to work. So here's the deal. Let's just take car insurance, okay? I buy a car, and now I have to get a car insurance company. I give them $150 a month for as long as I fucking own this car. And at, at one point, I get into an accident. And they they pay for that accident, right? That'd be great. I'm cool with that. As a matter of fact, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Let me give you this money, and then when something happens, I don't have to worry about it. Because if you have a million people giving you $150 a month, and then you only have 30,000 of them, or let's just even say 100,000 of them actually filing claims, you're still so far into the fucking uh, the profit that it doesn't matter that you could pay out all these other things. Everybody's happy. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not the way fucking insurance works. The way insurance works is you pay all this money a month, then something happens. Not only do you have to fight with the insurance company to try to get them to cover it, you also have to pay a fucking crazy expensive deductible out yeah. of your pocket anyway, and then they try to... It, and then they try to fucking screw you on every fucking part of it all the way down to the bottom. So you're literally And then your insurance gets raised. Yeah, and then your yeah, then your rates go up. Yeah. So it, you like you're literally fucking paying people to to you're like paying somebody to to fight with them at the end. That yeah. that's that, that's what's going on. It, it, it there's at no point now does insurance make any sense. There's that one insurance company that's trying to uh be more of the people's insurance. The one with the, like the black guy with the deep voice that's like, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is, but it's like they give you money back if you don't get into an accident or but your, even that, your rates man, won't go up. Even that, that's them just playing the angle of everyone. Uh, yeah. you know. But it's a little more flexible. I guarantee you, though, that, that, that it's still fucked up. Some either... Nobody gets in the, into the insurance game because they want to. They want to take care and protect people. They get in, into the insurance. I know people that work in insurance, and they've all said the same phrase to me. I've heard this from a, a bunch of people that work in insurance, and they always say the same thing. Like it might be some mantra that they fucking write on the wall, and then they fucking 
tap on the way out to their sales yeah. meetings like Friday Night Lights, Clear Hearts, <laughs> fucking can't Always lose. Always be closing. They, it, 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 they say that fucking insurance is a license to print money. Yeah. Which just means that if, if you own an insurance company, it, it, you, you're just making money hand over fist, and that's it. There's no other reason for it. I'm just being skeptical. Let's bring up something that you actually put down here. Because uh, well, we spent 35 minutes of me just chugging a Corzo G and screaming into yeah, a microphone. Well, it's true, man. That's, you know, I'm sure it's the way a lot of people feel about that crap. But, uh, yeah, it's just all a bunch of skeptical shit. But I, what I really, besides all this you know, uh, negativity that's going on in the world... Mm. I really wanted to talk about the night of with you because I finally watched the rest of the episode. Oh yeah, let's do that. You refused to speak to me about it off air. And yes, I talk let's, about let's it. get down to it. So okay, so you watched it finally. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody at home, the, the night of was the, the miniseries on HBO. I think we talked about it a few shows back. Yeah. Uh, it started being produced by a man who got his thirty thousand dollar Rolex stolen right off of his stretcher. Mm-hmm. Fucking James Gando. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you think? Was not happy. Why? Was not happy. Because I wanted, like, the way it started was I was at the edge of my seat. And I was excited. I thought a lot of shit was going to go down. And then it slowly turned into an illegal process. And then things got really boring and nothing exciting happened. And they well, didn't- Okay. Okay. This is exactly why I wanted to talk to you about it. Because I knew that you were going to come from that angle. Mm-hmm. Because you were expecting it to be a murder mystery and be wrapped up at the end with the, with the big reveal. Like, this is who did it or something. It, right? Like, that kind of thing. And I did, too. I, I, I certainly did, too. When it, when it first started, I saw this as, this is an awesome murder mystery. Not only are there hard-hitting actors in it, and it's well-written, but this is also a very cool murder mystery. It's only eight episodes. There's no threat of a second season. We know we're going to fucking find out who did it, and it's going to you know, and it wrap up nicely, and I was really excited about it. Now, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, is watching it, whatever, you might want to fast-forward for the next two minutes or so. Okay, I'll give you a second. Fast-forward. Spoiler alert. That certainly didn't happen in that show. The, no. the, 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 they did not wrap. Uh, it did not wrap up like the end. Like we're used to mysteries wrapping up at the end, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed in it. But that is why I, uh, after I watched the last episode, and at first kind of did feel that way. I was kind of like, oh well, what, what the fuck? Like they didn't, we didn't really get. It. But then I thought about it, and I thought about it. And it's even better than that because this whole show was about something else. So the show seemed like it was about to be a it was supposed to be a murder mystery, but the show wasn't about that. The show was about how one incident can change so many people's lives. Right. That's what the show is about. I totally got that. Yeah. And and when you look at it from that angle. It's fucking insanely interesting mm-hmm. because every single one of those main characters in that show was such a strong individual character. And the fact that they all started from one place and then ended in a completely different place by the end of that show, that, that was the whole arc of the show. So it, it ultimately did it. And they threw you a bone at the end where, again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, they threw you a bone at the end of the show where they kind of nodded to who did it, mm-hmm. even though they didn't they didn't say one hundred percent concrete who did it, but they kind of nodded to it um, and uh, and they kind of gave you some sort of like wrap up at the end and, and I didn't even think that they needed to do that, 
But once I realized that that was what it was all about, it wasn't about solving the case. It wasn't about if the if the kid did it or not. It wasn't about any of that. It was about you have the the prosecutor, you have uh, John Satoro's character, the, the the public defender. Mm-hmm. You have the the Indian girl, the uh, the also defender. You have the the um, the fucking the kid who was accused. You got uh, what's his name? Fucking Marlo, not Marlo. Uh, the guy from the Wire in jail. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, Omar. You have his parents. Um. You have who else? There was a uh, the, uh, the guys that his dad works with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Those are kind of ancillary because yeah, know, but they were the ones that were they were like pissing me off the most. Well, those they <laughs> they were antagonists to his father. Yeah. But it was about how his father changed. But but that's the whole thing. And you know what? The one thing that that I stayed with that whole when I when I thought that it was going to be a murder mystery. And uh, and I stayed with the whole time was the cat, right? Me too. Because they show the cat, and then he f- and then he brings the cat in. So right. in the back of my mind, I always thought I was thinking that somehow this cat is going to lead him to who's going to who's going to exactly the murder, what I right? Thought, yeah. But that wasn't it. There was a lot of leads that led you into different thoughts that had nothing to do with it. But the cat thing was genius to me because the cat was the main. Uh, pusher of the change in the main character's uh, arc. You know, you see what I'm saying? So, like, that was his small antagonist. The fact that he's highly allergic to cats. Uh, he, it, was, it was him feeling some sort of guilt for that cat and wanting to take it in, even though it made him uncomfortable. And, uh, and, and that was the way that he, he became more of a human by the end of it. Because in the beginning, he was just this kind of colder New York fucking um, late night public defender that kind of went in and, and pretty much took advantage of, of young, scared people. They just got locked up for reasons and everything. Yeah. But by the end, he actually started caring about things and and became more full of a person with his son and all that. It, it, I don't know. It, 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 that that when you look at it from that angle, that's why I thought it was really genius. And also the acting in that show was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was good. And I also took the angle um, that you know, if you if there was one thing you did differently, then you wouldn't be in this big fucking mess that you'd be in. Like if he didn't take his dad's cab. Or yeah. he didn't make a left on this or a right on one street. Right. If she didn't get in the cat. Like, it's always like, if you know, if if I didn't or if I did one thing differently, right. I wouldn't be in this big fucking mess. And I've been through that a million fucking times. Well, yeah. I mean, that's so, life. That's what life is. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's what I, even from the first episode, that's what I, like, held on to through that whole thing. But then just the last couple episodes, I really thought I was in for a lot of action. Yeah, but that's that's that I think that is the thing is we all thought that. And then and then when you don't get that, how could that not be a disappointment? And then when you look at it in the way that they presented it, that it, it, that's what made it not a disappointment. It, it actually was better for me. You know, like let's let's take uh, like the mother, let's say. That's the, or, or let's just take that that family dynamic. The brother didn't really have much to do with it, but mm-hmm. so the father Ended up being the only person that that crusaded for his son that really believed that he wasn't guilty. Um, so the, the 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 bond between those two uh, became stronger. Uh, what was his name? Riz. Who the the kid who was yeah, the killer? Yeah. Um, Nazir. Nas. 
I think his name's Riz in real life. You know, by the way, he's a he's a British rapper. That kid, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but uh, was he in the streets? So <laughs> yeah, right. So Nas, fucking, um, you know, he went in there as this, you know, Air Shrimp's innocent kid, even though he had a couple past innocent uh, past incidents, and then he meets up with this guy, and then he comes out of jail. He goes through this whole experience, and then he comes out of jail, and he's a drug addict. Yeah, he's he's a tortured drug addict in in these in this small amount of time. And then the most significant thing I believe is is the re- relationship between the mother and and the son and him, because she she honestly thought that he did do it. Yeah, and she was ashamed by it, and he knows that she thought that he did do it. So for, no matter what happens from now on, that bond between those two are strained because there's no trust there. And it's and they even had that scene where they're sitting in bed and she's trying to comfort him, but he knows that that like he's not being comforted by her because he sees her as a different person now because she didn't trust the fact that he didn't do it. Like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. It, it's just, it was a very genius show. Yeah, there was one part I, I didn't understand when uh, when the lawyer, the girl, the young lawyer that mm-hmm. ends up, representing him yeah when she went to the bathroom to like comfort his mom and she was like get away from me you know like i don't know if she cursed her out or just kind of like get away from me i didn't understand what what the hatred or or the you know because discontent was because the mother was ashamed of the fact that she she thought that her son actually did it but why hate on the lawyer because she's just lashing out on somebody who's bringing that up you know Uh, the lawyer went in there to 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 comfort her and say Look, you know, we need you. Well, she didn't try to comfort her, but she was telling her like we we can't have you freaking out like this because that makes him look bad. And and the mother realized that that you know, she was making him look bad, but at the same time she really thought that he did it so that she, you know, she overreacted in that way. Yeah. Anyway, if if you haven't seen the night of, I highly recommend watching. It. it was a really good show. And yeah, it doesn't wrap up it's not it's not a Sherlock Holmes fucking movie and it's not you know like that kind of thing you're not going to get that from it but you're going to get a very satisfying overall i i have i actually have never seen a show that i can remember that actually does all of their main characters so much justice as that show did it, it, you know the only one that i would say well even that though I, the only one i was going to say was uh, omar from the wire, I keep calling him Omar because that's what I remember him from. Yeah, Whatever. I can't think of his name on the show. Yeah, I think but, it was like Reggie or something. But uh, but he was the only one where I was kind of like, oh, they left him hanging, but they kind of didn't because there was that moment at the end where he was punching the the, yeah, the heavy he, bag. He didn't want him to go. Yeah, and he didn't that want him to boring. go, and he looked over and it was kind of like him. It was kind of him giving up the fact that okay, like you know, you're getting out of this, and I'm still here, even though even though I tried to bring you into my world, now you're out of my world, right, kind of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Gave him a tattoo, started smoking dope with him, shaved his head. And that's what I don't get. I think uh, Nazir, he got himself a Latin king tattoo on his neck. Oh, the the crown? Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. He became Latin in jail? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I I don't know what happens in jail. (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, Omar had a pretty sweet cell. I think that was one of the moments where I was like, eh, jail can't be so bad. He had a couple cell phones. They were freebasing, right? Is that what that was? They were smoking heroin. Oh, they were smoking heroin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't crack. Oh, okay. I thought it was maybe Coke or... I don't know. That's how naive I am with that. Nah, that was dope. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now fucking Nazir's a heroin addict. Yeah. I like the fact that he goes down to the... He goes down next to the fucking... Uh, the water where he had that night with that girl 
reminisces about the girl and then smokes himself some heroin <laughs> but it, you're now out of jail you you could actually get some better fucking apparati to to smoke that heroin with than the actual like fucking old tinfoil like thing that you're doing in jail well that's even though that's that like getting jail. out of jail and like uh, a girl comes up and says you want to have sex and you're like no thanks i'm gonna fuck this fifi <laughs> well people who smoke heroin that's just, that's just the way it's done oh no matter what oh yeah, really there's yeah. no like cooler fucking nah okay so there's there's eight billion different ways to fucking smoke weed you could go and buy a fucking bong that looks like the the, the dude from alice in wonderland sitting <laughs> on a mushroom but the only way to smoke heroin is through a, a wrapped up tinfoil yeah pretty right. much yeah all right see how dirty of a stupid drug that is <laughs> yeah it's pretty stupid uh i wanted to bring up something to you which i thought was pretty funny let's hear is uh do you remember the band as i lay dying yeah, didn't we play with them? We played with them yeah. at uh, at Club Chrome back in the day. And then the lead singer became some type of child porn guy? Well, here's the... No. <laughs> I, You know what's weird that you bring that up? I thought that too. I forgot that the lead singer got get, went to jail. Then this is the article I was going to talk to you about. And then uh, and then he in the article, he's in jail. And the first thing that came to my head was he was in jail for child pornography. That's not it at all. He, he's actually in jail because he hired a hitman to kill his right. wife. I was just going to say that. You know what? You know who the kid touched? Not kid toucher, but the kitty porn guy was the singer of the Lost Prophets. Oh, he I don't was, even know who that is. He was a child porn guy. But yeah, he did hire a hitman to go after his wife. Yeah. But, but the hitman ended up being like an undercover detective, right? They always are, aren't they? Like, yeah. don't fucking. I think hire he got him, it man. off the internet. Like, he looked under wet work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we played with As I Lie Dying at Club Chrome, probably in like 2002 or something like that. And I remember them being really super nice guys because we opened up for them, and there wasn't a ton of people when we played. And then, but they actually went out of their way to come to the front of the stage and like watch us. And I think you got that backwards, man. No, yeah, because we opened for them in 2004, like the day before we left for tour, and we fucking packed the place where people were like out the doors watching us. And then when we were done, there was like no one there for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, maybe I do have that backwards. Yeah, but I, but I do, I do remember them being. I do remember them being a, a like really like nice guys and, and like supportive and stuff like that. Yeah, he just hated his wife. She was probably a bitch. <laughs> Still not the fucking. Kid. Anyway, he, he, this is why I wanted to bring it up for you. Um, jailed as a dying frontman, Tim Lambesis or whatever his name is, filed a thirty-five million dollar lawsuit late last year against the medical staff of two Southern California detention facilities for denying him prescription medication and gross negligence. Uh, and do you want to know why the gross negligence is? Because um, Lambesis alleges he was denied antazarol, or no, I'm sorry, antastrol, trazol, some of the, one of these fucking stupid drugs. Ready? I don't, I don't even know what that could be. Yeah, Re- ready? A drug used to offset the side side effects of anabolic steroid withdrawal, a medication Lambesis has been. Pin- been prescribed prior to his 2014 uh, incarceration. Now, do you know what the main side effect of this uh, steroid withdrawal is that this drug treats? And the reason that he's suing him is because it's not working. And since he doesn't have it, he's getting the side effects. Dick shrinkage. Nope. Ball shrinkage. Nope. I don't know that. As a result, Lambesis says that he's suffered exponential terror due to the potential of male breast development. Oh, snap. Furthermore, he claims that he now suffers from gyno, uh, as gynecomastia. I, as I grow titties? 
which is the swelling of the breast <laughs> tissue in males caused by hormone imbalance. That sucks. So this guy was a roid head, tried to hire somebody to fucking kill his wife, got thrown in jail. They're denying him the, the medication he needs to stop himself from growing man tits. Now he's in jail growing man tits. And now that- let me pose a question to you, RTG Ratch Richard Giordano. Mm-hmm. Could there be anything worse in the world than being locked up in a fucking penitentiary and then starting to grow breasts? <laughs> the only thing worse than that is your dick turning into a pussy. <laughs> That's it. Even that isn't as bad because you already have a mouth. Yeah, true. Well, I guess the only thing worse than that is people knocking out your teeth and making you grow a mustache. Now, here's the deal. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I've been. I enjoy blowjobs from from women, you know, and uh, and there's there's a nice feeling that goes along with let's say that a girl let's say that that, that a girl's giving you well either way whether I know where you get whether at, you're yeah. lying down in bed or it might be a, a woman nice enough to to get on her knees mm-hmm. and there's and there's something nice really nice about being able to reach down and kind of just cup a breast while that's happening I, I like it I like it more when I'm laying down I like the titties dangling yeah that's nice and you could cup it up or, yeah. or the other way you cup it down either way grabbing yourself a nice breast while you're getting and getting some oral uh, pleasure is always a nice thing and something that I could imagine that that the inmates of an all-male prison uh, don't get to experience very often mm-hmm. now as I lay dying guy is out there with his man boobs uh fucking willing to give the he's i guess fucked. yeah he's just gonna kill himself <laughs> he's gonna be in like the hole and you're gonna see someone like throw him the razor blade under the door <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was very interesting now i don't know the guy for shit i don't even know if i ever actually like met him but i again i do remember that band being i don't know any of their music i don't remember him being jacked yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it was remember. Just, it was like super metal. It was like just that, you know, not, yeah. not something you want to sit down and relax to, you know? <laughs> it, was just, it was just super. And I remember the drummer just crashing the shit out of his ride and being like, whoa, too much. Yeah. Well, hey, I know. I thought that was funny. All right. We got a few minutes. Bring up one more thing. What yeah. do you got? I don't know. Let's try and keep it positive. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up. I like up. the PMA. You got that attitude. <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up, um, besides everyone forgetting the fact that Charlie Sheen has HIV, was that, that did you see the Trump speech that he gave in Virginia? Whoa. Mm. Is that your fucking spleen coming up through your mouth? What yeah, is going on? It hurts, bro. Um, I think that he's giving speeches in front of a fucking green screen. Really? I think it's all fake. There's no way that that fucking... There's no way they'd be able to pull that off. I like the thought. I like it because that would be a great conspiracy. But there's no way that... There's so many people out there that are trying to discredit him on every fucking angle. Are you saying this is like the fucking uh, a fucking moon landing like kind of thing? I don't... I don't like he's got fucking... Uh, what's his name? At fucking... Uh, God, I can't even think. I can't even think of fucking my favorite director's Aldrin. name. <laughs> Uh, fucking out there directing it. I I don't know. I just I, I don't watch presidential debates or speeches. Stanley or Kubrick, by the way, Jesus Christ, <laughs> holy shit! I uh, I just happened to catch this thing, and um, the, you know he. I don't know if it's a result of high definition TV or whatever the fuck's going on in the technology world, but it just looked like a fucking green screen of people behind him. No one was actually really like looking directly at him. It looked so fake. And at one point, he actually turns around and does kind of like a, like a Scott Stapp Creed, can you take me higher thing? <laughs> with, his, 
<laughs> with his arms. And it just looked like he was doing it in front of a green screen. And there was like a fucking laugh track of applause and people cheering for Trump. And it just looked so fucking fake. And I can't compare it to a Hillary speech because this was the only thing I've ever really caught like live. Uh-huh. But shit looked like a green screen. And I am just in my own it mind. It might just convinced. be. It, you know what? It, it, uh, it, and you might be right. Who knows? But uh, I think what it is is that it's just the HD HD sometimes looks like so fucking uh, like sharp that it does kind of look like green screeny video gamey kind of weirdness. Like whatever is in the second dimension isn't as high quality as what's in the forefront. Right. I, 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 I gave that a thought, but then it was just it, like it almost seemed fake. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, Or they might be using, like, green screen graphics in the back to, like, spruce it up. But as far as green screaming is gr- green screening an audience and making it look bigger, uh, you know, it's not like a fucking, like, Lord of the Rings where they, you know, like, there's a fucking <laughs> army of orcs or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so, though. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But it would if if for some reason that ever came out, it wouldn't surprise me at all. My thing is, again, like I said, not so much that I wouldn't put him past that because that is actually something that I would believe that he would do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's so many people out there just at his throat trying to bring him down on any fucking angle, he couldn't even try to make a fucking mistake like that. Yeah. But, you know, let me let me say something where... It, uh, when when Bernie Sanders was was campaigning, he was throwing rallies where there was tens of thousands of people, and fucking Hillary Clinton was having rallies where there was twelve hundred fucking people, and the news was reporting the Hillary Clinton rallies and making it seem like they were so big, and they weren't even showing the fucking Bernie Sanders rallies. Mm-hmm. So there could be there's there's always again, and I've said it a million times on this: if you're watching something, and uh, especially the news. Uh, just you always have to think why are they telling me this yeah why do they want me to believe this mm-hmm. because that's always the thing there's always an angle they always want you to believe something and they're always manipulating you so yeah that's like fucking in the late 90s when wwf was on its downfall and they would just let everyone come forward and fill all the expensive <laughs> seats and then the camera wouldn't show the rest of the stadium because it was fucking empty and they'd be like it's a packed house here in virginia <laughs> yeah right exactly. you know but it'd be like three rows of people cheering for hulk Richard, yes? I'm going to give you a minute to talk to the... You can say whatever you want to the audience, because I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to be right back. One minute? You're going to piss in a minute? All right, well, yeah. Damn, it takes me a while to piss. All right, so I can say whatever I want. It's you, man. It's your, uh, it's your fucking monologue. All right. So, uh... Let's let's uh, let's talk about this, because fucking Stranger Things that everyone's freaking out about, I, I, don't, I don't find it that exciting. I mean, I'm only four episodes into it. But I just think they're just trying to mishmash too much stupid horror shit into one little show. I don't like how they're using uh, tele- whatever the fuck that shit is, other dimensions where that kid's stuck in, but Winona can hear him pushing through walls and shit. Then there's a, a psychic kid or whatever the fuck he's doing, and all his buddies are behind him. And then they, they keep playing that stupid-ass song. I think everyone's just hyping this show up to be a little a little more than it is. And I love the, the 80s horror, the old-school horror shit. I love that shit. But I don't think that uh, the way everyone's hyping up the Stranger Things is all that it's cracked up to be. It's not, it's not that exciting. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they're going to come up with something 
uh, old school horror, I think they could do a little bit better than sci-fi. I mean, I know sci-fi, fantasy, or whatever, what fantasy, sci-fi, however you want to separate those things. I cannot personally. I know the uh, super nerds can, but I cannot. But I think that uh, that I don't think if you're gonna if you're gonna throw something back into the that decade of horror that that's the route to take. I think you should take more route with you should take the you know the guy creeping stalking you creeping you out with his big old fucking kitchen knife. You should you know bring in the ski masks and shit. Maybe even the glove of knives. That's the good shit. I don't think they should. I don't think they should if they're gonna bring it back to that decade take the sci-fi fantasy route i'm just not happy with it whatsoever i cannot wait to listen to what you just said for the last two minutes oh i was talking about stranger things oh okay yeah what was it i was just saying how i think if they were going to bring something back to that decade that they shouldn't have took the fantasy sci-fi route with the kid stuck in another dimension the fucking did you watch the whole thing no i'm only on like five (laughs) five episodes (laughs) don't bitch about it yet then why you think all of a sudden it's going to take a turn and people are going to start slashing well, I, oh, you're saying that it should be a horror film, but you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, I just don't like. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a sci-fi fan. Just pretty, yeah. pretty much. That's just what it boils down to. It's just my my opinion that right. You know, especially because a lot of the hype come or not the hype, but a lot of the interest comes from the fact that it's supposed to be from you know. I guess it's the eighties. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think that that's the wrong. I don't. I don't think that that decade mashes with the fantasy sci-fi too well. I think we should bring it back. If it's going to be 80s, make it 80s and fucking... Slasher films? Yeah, slash some fucking kids fucking in the woods, you know? Yeah. There there should be a, a new awesome slasher film. Like, I, like I, you know, maybe Stranger Things would actually help facilitate that, where someone could actually come up with a new character that becomes the next... You know, Jason or Freddy or fucking. They recently tried to do that with who? Uh, Charlie. I didn't see what? it. I didn't see it. That's way I, too close to Chucky, by the way. I know. I didn't see it, and maybe it's not. I think it is Charlie. I didn't see it. I didn't see any trailers or anything. But I remember, uh, maybe about a year or two ago, I saw a coming attraction that said, "You've had Freddy, you've had Jason, you've had Michael, but now there's." charlie or whatever mm-hmm. so i guess they i assume they tried to bring back the the one man wrecking crew <laughs> but i don't know i didn't hear anything else after that who would you consider uh when when it comes down to um like slasher stars who would you consider the the top five let's say top five yeah oh shit is there five yeah, well, that's the reason that I that I'm saying five because three you could do easily. Yeah, Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers, right? right? But then there's uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Yeah, not a fan. There's Chucky, mm-hmm. uh, Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? What are some other uh, fucking serial killers that get sequels? Uh, they get sequels. Oh uh, shit! I don't even know. Uh, there's got to be more. I feel like there's more. I'm sure there is more that if we heard, it'd be like, oh, damn. But I'm, I'm always, I always think of the big three. I don't even consider Chucky in there. Pinhead's a clown. I don't even like him. People love the fucking really? Hellraiser shit. I, I've seen every Hellraiser, and I don't think there was one second in there that caught my attention, except when someone looks at a Polaroid and it's a picture of a chick's tit. <laughs> I think that, that was the only part of the movie I liked. <laughs> Okay, so l- let me ask you this then. All right. Out of the top three, yeah. 
uh, Freddie, Jason, and, and Michael Myers. Who's your number number one? What, I, what does number uh, one mean? Are we talking? I was gonna say numero uno, and then also just said numero one or something. Are we talking entertainment or are we talking fear? Okay, that's a good fucking because, question. Yeah, because you know they. If, for me, each one falls into a different category. Because if I was gonna think which one would I most definitely not want to. Be, fuck with uh, yeah it would be michael myers yeah hands down I okay would, i wouldn't want to look out my window and see that motherfucker i don't care how slow he moves i don't want him chasing me you know because what about freddie though you can't sleep that motherfucker comes in his sleep i know freddie's a fucked up thing and the story behind freddie is great i love it it's so creative it's it, you know it, it dooms me let's say but i i see freddie as more of a comedian you know freddie, okay freddie kind of makes me giggle a little bit right you know how sweet fresh meat. One of the best mm-hmm. lines ever. Let's suck face. Yeah. What Ooh, a rush. What a rush. Yeah. Too good. Too too funny. Okay. You know? And then, you know, with Jason, it's like, I think they should have never went goalie mask with Jason. They should have kept that bag with that one eye. <laughs> really? Yeah, because that nothing, Friday the 13th 2 is the scariest Friday the 13th there is. Once he threw on that mask, not so scary unless he gets the mask knocked off. And he looks like fucking sloth. Right. With like the hairs. Right. You know? Other than that, the goalie mask just doesn't make it scary. Okay. So what is your answer? Fear-wise? Fear-wise, Michael Michael Myers. Myers. Entertainment-wise? Freddy. Okay. Yeah. Why? Who scares you the most? I'm going to say that out of the three, scare-wise and entertainment-wise, 100%. Is Jason Voorhees. Yeah? Yeah, there's something about the motherfucker. Maybe because he's like a mongoloid. Like, he's literally a retarded kid who's just running at you with a machete. You know, like, you almost feel bad for him sometimes. (laughs) Like, he's got retard strength. And a machete, yeah. and 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 he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just fucking. He was he was lost all his oxygen in a lake for a very long time. Then he came mm-hmm. up, and it's just like mommy's little boy just running around killing people. I, I don't know. Scares well, the shit out of me. Remember our theory that you know up into up into part four, he was just a regular dude that was able to be murdered. Uh, right, right, right. And then. Uh, and then he got the fucking this yeah yeah and then he got the spear but even that he had to come back from that like he came out of that lake yeah that's what's fucked up and then and then he was he was just this giant you know like a uh, waterlogged retard <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i don't mean to be, to be using retard in such a, a weird way but like like a bad way like well, that i'm not saying that he had down syndrome We're right saying that he fucking drowned the shit out of himself and his you know yeah and his 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 only he was just this big giant fucking dude with his only thing his only thing on his mind is kill 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 that's fucking pretty scary yeah that is fucked up i mean when i was young don't get me wrong jason scared they all scared the shit out of me but you know once i was older and realized the scoop michael my you know I, i read somewhere that john carpenter's was obsessed with voyeurism like that was yeah. that was his whole thing where the original intentions for michael myers was for him to be just someone stalking the shit out of people i don't think he was meant to be uh, a serial killer like that because the, the first uh, i don't know if you want to call it a script or treatment or whatever the fuck you want to call it but it, it wasn't called halloween it was called the watcher ah. and that's why in halloween one Pretty much up into the last 10 minutes of the movie, all he's doing is standing outside your window, standing behind your laundry, standing in the bush, and he's just watching you. Yeah. And that shit is fucked up. 
That's scarier than a fucking dude that lives in a shack in the woods eating rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Collecting wheelchairs and whatnot. Um, so the, the, the goalie mask threw you off. But not as much as a William Shatner mask. No, the Shatner mask fucking is cool, yeah. Because even though I, I mean, it took it took a while before I understood and was told that it was a Shatner mask. But even now that you tell me it's a Shatner mask, it don't look like fucking Shatner. Yeah, you know, all it, right, not at all. It looks like fucking scary ass Michael Myers. <laughs> and since when does Shatner have a big frothy brown quaff of hair like that? The other thing I'd like to say in Fred and uh, Jason's defense is that out of all the remakes, the reboots of all these, uh, I think the Friday the 13th one was the only one that was good. What do you mean? Oh, how they remade them recently? That Friday the 13th remake, I think, was a good movie. I don't think it got good reviews. I don't think people liked it. I know that the Rob Zombie Halloween things everybody fucking loves and freaks out about, but I'm not a Rob Zombie fan. I, they were okay, I suppose. Oh yeah, no, they were good. Yeah, I, I didn't. It was okay. Yeah, Jason was good too. The Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Stuff. I didn't even see Nightmare on Elm Street, but it but sucked. the Jason one, uh, it, it was good because it was bad. Like it was a corny slasher film, but that's what all the night, uh, all the Friday the Thirteenth were. Uh, it, so it, it gave you everything that you needed. It was the, the kids were getting fucked up. The girls were taking their shirts off. They yep, were getting yep. killed in the fucking woods. And, and it had the feel of an old uh, Friday 13th movie. And I really liked it. Also, I really dug the fact that they set up a whole group of people in that movie that you thought were going to be the main cast. And then within 20, it took 20 minutes to, or so, and then they all get killed by Jason, and then the movie starts. Really? Yeah. I, I got to get... I yeah, gotta, you have to rewatch it. Re-watch. You yeah. have to rewatch it. I, I, did, I do like it. I do remember liking it. One thing I don't like about the newer Jason is that I, I, I liked it when Jason was, you know, the regular dude with, with the bag and or hockey mask. That killed. Now I feel like they make Jason so jacked and fucking like seven yeah, feet Yeah, well, of tall. course he has to get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Yeah, but that's not scary. Yeah. You know, I rather, yeah, I think getting, you know, stalked by a fucking skinny ass bastard is scarier than <laughs> getting stalked by some roid head. But I, uh, what I liked about the Rob Zombie Michael Myers, which, you know, he, he, he didn't compromise the story. I mean, he had his changes, you know, he didn't compromise the story that much, but... I really like the fact that when Michael Myers was doing his stabbing in the Rob Zombie ones, he would make noises. That oh, fucking yeah. scared the shit out of me. Like with every stab, he'd be like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, really? That, that's fucked up. All right. The thing that, that sucked about it was how uh, like 20 minutes of the movie was him walking back to Haddonfield, Illinois. Remember? <laughs> he just fucking hoofed it. The only thing I remember about that movie is young Jenny fucking Gump getting naked in the bed. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, and that. Other oh, and I remember. I remember too. he he uh, he hit somebody with a shovel or something like that. Like he he was young and he looked like Kurt Cobain and he hit somebody with a shovel. Oh yeah, he was that young Russian kid. But uh, that other chick gets naked too. The 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 she's the young girl from part four. She's like considered like a scream queen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she shows her sweet little titties too. That's yeah, yeah. 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 They fit right in a martini glass. All right. <laughs> we'll end with they fit right in a martini glass. I like it. Thank you for listening to All Good I Five podcast. Uh, I don't even know what we talked yeah. about. Thank you for slowly listening to us lose our minds <laughs> with every episode that goes by. Pretty soon we're going to be fucking retarded killing people. 
with hockey masks. Well, we're already retarded. <laughs> it's getting worse. And we may or may have not killed somebody. <laughs> I think I did. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Like, we beg you to every show, but do it. And uh, anything else you need to say? No. Really want to see those reviews because I don't think that number's budged in a while. Huh? Are you? Uh, I haven't checked. Are you? Do you have something in the hopper for RTG Investigates for Tuesday? Um, I'll think of something. Yes, Tuesday we're gonna do a new RTG Investigates. I'll get my investigation cap on, and Tuesday we'll get down to the bottom of something. All right, sounds good. See you Thursday, days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.